Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. We're back. Uh, we are starting a cult on this very particular Friday. We're doing that just as we always do. It's me. It's Grant. What's going on, y'all? Every Friday. It's kind of our thing, you know? It's our day to do the uh, the show that we do. The podcast. And uh, This one. Don't worry. I will not be going on a long rant about The Walking Dead this week, because I've gotten that out of my system. Yeah, I listened back to that. I clocked it at around 50 minutes. Really? It was good, though. I, really? I enjoyed myself. You can do it whenever you want, but uh, I, uh, we're going to need to tack on an extra 50 minutes every time. No, I won't be doing that today. We might get a mini version of that about, uh, about aliens, because uh, that's just kind of my... I just like doing that. Yeah. And the topic has to do with aliens, yeah, so it, it would just it would just make sense if you put it put it right in this episode. You know, I mean, this week we are taking you to a swanky little resort uh, in Coronado, baby. I don't know about you. Is it Coronado or Coronado? Coronado, Coronado, Coronado. whatever. I, no I've, one can hear the. I've difference. heard it the same way. No one cares. Coronado, Coronado. Yeah, so, I'm more of a uh, Coronado guy. Maybe that's the Midwest in me. Coronado. 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 But yeah, so we're going to take you out there, and uh, we're going to get into a crazy, crazy as shit uh, little abduction tale that uh, that's going gonna, gonna to be interesting. You're not even going to be ready. No, it's going to be really weird. I don't know if you're ready for it, but we yeah. are, we're ready. We're ready to j- yeah. jive on this, all right? Yeah, so pretty much we're covering the uh, Coronado Abduction Group. Yes, and it was are. a group of uh, six people, like specifically, but apparently there were others. Grant, you were saying there's possibly up to eleven people who uh, experienced things on this particular night. Yes, uh, six individuals were taken uh, from the hotel Coronado, and then there are reports of three other individuals being taken from another inn close by. And two other reports of people being taken by uh, from another inn that was close by. And the reason that uh, this is all so interesting is because they were actually at a UFO convention. Yeah, it's very interesting. They were all going to that convention. But we're going to focus yeah, on the We're going to focus Coronado. on the people at the Del Coronado, uh, Hotel Del Coronado. Yeah, those are the, those yeah, are the, the people other one, we're interested in. The other in. people were at the Village Inn, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> those plebs. Those idiots. Coronado fools. is where you go. Oh my god, Mitch I totally just, Yeah, Mitch just Mitch says fools. Here. Mitch is here too. Mm, I'm sorry. It's a spooky night. It's I storming out. Forgot. It's very stormy tonight. Good zombie weather. It is good zombie weather. There needs to be more fog. Walking dead. So anyway, Rick. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm oh kidding. god. It's done. It's <laughs> oh done. no. But yeah, alright, so there's six main people that we're going to talk about. They simultaneously experienced uh, an encounter or an abduction. It varies between the individuals, but we'll get into that. Um, involving gray aliens. The grays. Specifically grays. That's what I, yeah, I'll get into the grays. Don't worry. This is not over. So like we said, it uh, took place at the Hotel Del Coronado on uh, Coronado Island in California, and it's like right uh, just south of San Diego, like in the bay there. San Diego. Yeah. And uh, that happened on 
all of this happened the night of March 26th of 1994. Yeah, back in the good old year of 94. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened that year. I don't know. Uh, it was two years before I was born, so it must not have been important. Yeah, I don't know. Any of us I wasn't around. Really. Don't yeah. worry about oh, it. None of us were. This time must have been so bleak. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so all these people, uh, six of them, they were attending an alien convention or a, uh, what is it, a conference, more like? Yeah, it's an a, alien conference. It's a conference convention. Let me, okay, I, this is, I'll jump in here. Let me kind of explain. I've never been to a UFO convention or conference or meeting, gathering. A convention makes me think more of like, uh, like, like, uh, like sales, like, like sales. Comic-Con, like Comic-Con, basically just different like booths with like, oh, this is the severed hand of an alien it's my only one and then they have like a bunch underneath the desk yeah they just keep selling in, to people in tupperware and like little keychains and things like that yeah it's like the bigfoot uh plastered foots footprints you know yeah it's like just, oh this is authentic just like yeah you have a thousand have a, of these you have a bunch of those in tupperware but uh well yeah, but yeah. so the, the i've never been but i do want to explain uh essentially what you're dealing with at these uh these events because they're not something that everyone's going to go to. Okay. So you're going to get a lot of strange people just to say that off the bat. Yeah. Um, if you are a fan of ancient aliens, which uh, I am, I know Mitch is as well. We've Mm -hmm. watched it together many a time. And, um, there's all, you might watch that and say, Hey, these people are weird. Now think of yourself in a gymnasium full of, I don't know, 1500 people. And they're all those people. That is who you're dealing with. A bunch of crazy people. And I, I believe in aliens. Don't get me wrong when I say this. But these people, they take it so far. And they're all over doing this, this, and this. And I'm sure there's groups of, you know, your everyday guy, everyday gal that's just like, you know, I'm interested in what's happening here. But you're going to encounter a lot of weirdness at yeah. an event like this. Yeah. It's like the funny thing about ancient aliens is it's like everything was aliens. Yeah. All of history, aliens. But they never say that. They're like, could it be possible that this is yeah. due to aliens? You if know, you they, ever, keep, they keep it up for debate. If you ever follow like the ancient alien forums online, do there's you, some... Do you do that? Oh, I, I follow it regularly. <laughs> oh, my. There's some of the most interesting things I've ever heard in my life. It's just like everyday, seemingly everyday people. I mean, it's it's like Reddit and stuff, so I don't I, mean, yeah. I don't know who these people are. But it's everyday people, but at the same time, Reddit. It, yeah, it's just internet goers like myself that are you know perusing and scoping out the joint. And uh, dude, there are some there's some strange ass shit on there. Like there's people they post pictures of just like the most like blurry skyline you've ever seen, and they're like, "This is done with the gray technology called Extendo Matter Seven. And what it does is it makes the clouds orange, and it makes the sun look invisible. And it's to me, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm looking at. Wow. So, I just wanted to put that out there that you know these conventions. Is, there's a lot of learning going on. There's a lot of story sharing. There's a lot of, I mean, I mean, I guess in so many words you could call it, you know, pitching ideas. If you guys are familiar with, just like theories and things, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're familiar with uh, people like Dr. Stephen Greer, who, um, I guess for lack of better terms, sells slots where he will, med- through meditation, summon UFOs for you to witness. Yeah, I think he's bullshit. I would probably agree. That's something we'll get into at, like a, on a different episode. Only he's one a whole, way to find out, though. we got to go give him some money. He's a very deep hole that we have to get into. But there's probably a lot of people like that, too, where... That's kind of where I get the motion of like a convention, where there probably are people with booths trying to convince you to like, oh, buy this product or buy that, or mm-hmm. you know, invest in us and like things like that. Yeah. So it's it's Comic Con for people that are crazier than the people that go to Comic Con, if that makes sense. That that is yeah. that is the setting of where we are. Yeah. So basically, and like you were saying, like not everyone's super into it. Uh, they're like. Um... Many of the people that were abducted were there with their significant others who mm-hmm. wanted next to nothing to do with it. They were just there because 
they were supporting their uh, hubbies or whatever. Yeah, they're like, so, I, it's, we, I guess yeah. my husband bought us a fucking weekend vacation to a goddamn UFO conference. It's not like they're losers or anything. I mean, the the first guy we're going to talk about was a registered nurse in their mm-hmm. lab. So. But anyway, uh, so yeah, all the people that were involved in this particular abduction or experience, uh, they were attending the alien convention. And they all had varying conscious recollections of the experience. Yes, uh, they did. Yeah, so four of them actually uh, underwent regressive hypnotherapy. Interesting. Uh, led by hypnotherapist... How do you pronounce this? Uh, is it, is Yvonne. Eva, is it Yvonne or Yvonne? It's with a Y, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Yvonne. If, Yvonne. Yvonne. All right, yeah. Smith is the last name. Yvonne Smith. Yvonne Smith. Uh, so Mike Evans is the main uh, character here. He's the main guy. He was the guy I said is a registered nurse. Not the football player. Not the not no. the massive six foot five football player. Uh, this is a registered nurse that was abducted by a UFO. Yeah. Two very different men. Yeah. So uh, he recalls being woken up by bright lights in his room uh, sometime that night. This I'm gonna for all of these I'm gonna go through what they remember and then what came out during their hypno. Uh, therapist regression therapies all right all right so first he uh he recalls like uh being woken up by bright lights coming through the room and he assumed it was just some sort of plane or something but it was like super bright lights but i guess i don't know he just got up and he uh he shut the blinds that's a fair assumption i've convinced myself of some crazy shit when i'm half asleep like oh that's probably this happening and that's why yeah sure i can sleep like, yeah, like, I wake up. Dude, I remember once I woke up, it, I looked at my phone. It was, like, 7 o'clock in the morning on, like, a Friday. Yeah. And, like, the tornado siren was going off. And I was, like, in my head, I was just, like, it's just a test. They do this all the time. And then when I woke up, I was, like, no. Like, they, <laughs> they would never do it at 7 a.m. on a Friday. It just wouldn't work that Thank way. Thank God but you lived. I've convinced myself of many things. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've slept through fire alarms. Yeah. It's not good. But, uh, yeah, so Mike Evans, he woke up, thought the lights were a plane. He got up and uh, and closed the blinds to the window. And then the next thing he remembers was waking up, and there was a pretty large spot of blood on his pillow. Ooh. So, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all that he recalls. And he f- found out that he had a puncture wound inside of his ear, mm. which is very interesting. Yeah, that's just concerning in and of itself. You yeah, don't, don't think it's alien. Yeah, you don't want blood on your pillow. Yeah. He, he, for some reason, thought that he hit his lip on the sink, which I don't know when he would have done that. Was he drinking that night? I don't think so. No, he was not. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all he remembers. But uh, after, uh, yeah, actually he had very uh, small flu-like symptoms, which is a common occurrence of all these people we're going to talk about. They all kind of woke up feeling, like, glassy-eyed and, like, nauseous. With a fever, drunk bit, you know. They're all drunk. They may have been luscious, but uh, yeah. So after going uh, to the hypnotherapist, it, he recalls um, that several greys were surrounding him in a misty white light, and they apparently floated through the wall, and that's how they got there. Dude, that's fucked. That's terrifying. Yeah, kind of makes you think of David Huggins with the. Uh, with, uh, what was it, Crescent entering the room through a little portal in the wall. His wife. His wife, Mrs. Huggins. <laughs> Mrs. Huggins. But yeah, and uh, they apparently floated through the wall, and they placed a long metallic instrument in his ear. He said it looked like a needle, but it was like bigger, and it sort of had sort of like a cage around it a bit. I don't know. It was just an instrument kind of looking like a cage needle. And he just put it, they uh, put it into his ear, and uh, then they left, and the light faded away. See you later. Yeah. Peace out, bro. Mike, that's, we're done with you. Yeah, that's Mike, man. That's Mike's story. But at the same time, in an adjacent room on the same floor of the same hotel, uh, Nancy Staller, which that's a pseudonym because apparently this woman didn't want her name coming out. Yeah, there's a lot of pseudonyms yeah. in this. There's only a couple that use their real name. Yeah, Mike Evans and... I think this other one who was in the room with Nancy Staller uh, named Lori Angelone. Lori. And that just makes me think of... Uh, Rick's wife. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. uh, <laughs> keep bringing it back to Walking Dead, man. But yeah, so Nancy, she remembers waking up in the room uh, filled with light. 
Uh, however, she was unable to open her eyes, supposedly. So you know, you're like you close your eyes and you can tell that there's very bright lights around you. Oh yeah, pretty much like that. It's the worst. Yeah, it's pretty much just all red. But yeah, she was unable to open her eyes, and uh, she recalls a dream wherein she was being chased. And so that was a very stressful time for her. You know, very very terrible thing to dream. Usually you can't get away. But uh, yeah, and then she woke up to her blankets tightly um, and thinly folded. This is very weird. So it was, fo- it, was, it was folded hot dog style many, many times to where it was just almost like a rope, but it was very thick, you know, it was a blanket folded. And it was placed over her neck and tucked in on either side of the bed so she couldn't, like, get up initially. She couldn't move. Interesting. So that's how she woke up. That's all she remembers. She's like, I remember there being light, couldn't open my eyes. I remember this dream, and I remember being woken up basically tied to my bed with my own blanket. And, and, you know what else was weird about that that I want to throw in about her with the blanket? Go ahead. I remember reading about that specifically, and the reason you might not think that, you know, maybe that was some weird kinky role-playing or something, it was especially strange because she specifically noted, and the person in the room with her noted... Lori Angelone. ...that she had brought her own blanket from home. Yeah. And the all the the sheeting and the blankets on the bed were stripped because she was using her own. So... It wasn't something that she was using or utilizing. She had brought her own sleeping apparatus. Yeah, so the bedding that was tied across her neck wasn't even on the bed, theoretically, when she fell asleep. I believe she says it was in the closet. She had moved it to the closet or some type of holding compartment. Hmm. I don't know what the room looked like, so I don't know where that was located. But it was not on the bed nor, like, on the floor of the bed. Yeah. It was gone. And that's like pretty. That's like a pretty severe thing to wake up to. Like that's that's fucking nuts. Like, and it only makes sense that uh, she kind of had one of the more crazy experiences, and it kind of comes through in her hypnosis, where she um, under the hypnosis hypnotic regression, whatever it is, uh, she recalled a single alien approaching her, and it placed its hand on her shoulder, and then apparently. Uh, Yvonne had to bring her out of her trance because she had such an intense headache that it was unbearable. She had to be brought out of her trance. Not good. Before she could find anything else from that memory. But luckily, Lori Angelou, she recalled everything from that night very clearly. Oh, yes. Yeah. She, uh, she actually woke up to Nancy crying and whining and saw several gray aliens surrounding Nancy after entering through the wall. So that's fucking, she's just, that's just what's happening right next to her. And uh, so, yeah, she threw herself onto Nancy and pulled her to the floor trying to, you know, I guess, shield her in a way. And one of the gray aliens supposedly pointed at Lori and she levitated up and onto her bed where she was paralyzed. Fuck that. And then a beam of light apparently proceeded to go onto Nancy and she just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then the room just went dark. Everyone was gone. And in that time, like right after they left, right when the room went dark, she could hear a uh, high-pitched kind of buzzing pretty much the whole time. And then they saw, and then she actually heard um, a man screaming from another room, which ended up uh, actually in, who was it? In Mike Evans' regression, he remembers going out in the hallway and screaming. But uh, nothing really past that is, is remembered. This was uh, before the Aliens, too. He just was very <laughs> upset at the ice bucket melting yeah, so fast yeah. that he went out into the hallway and screamed. It was a mess. Someone knocked on his door with a new not disturb. It, it was, was bad. It was bad. But no, so, like, yeah, he, he screamed during his um, abduction uh, sort of, you know, situation. And uh, pretty much everyone else that has a... a uh, story from this night could hear him they they recall hear, being able to hear him in their room screaming yes. so she heard this like low it was like a low volume high pitched buzzing noise and him screaming and then before she knew it a couple moments later uh nancy was transported back to her room via the beam of light ah uh, yes and the room went dark again and uh they both just fell right to sleep Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently Lori was so uh, shaken up about this that she just didn't mention it to anyone. Yeah, no one until they all started coming out at the same time, you know. 
and uh, refresh me again on the names. All right, there's one piece I'd like to add. The who was the one that was tied to the bed? What was the name? That was Nancy Staller, but that was a pseudonym. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll call her Nancy for this. I remember specifically reading. Uh, I will. I'll find the name of this book. I'll throw it in there at uh, at the end, uh, or when I find it, I'll look it up after I finish this. Yeah. And Nancy, pretty much what uh, what uh, what was the fucking other chick's name? It was Lori uh, Angelone. Thank you. I'm just, the names are thrown me here. Lori, uh, supposedly in this book that I'm I was reading, Lori was laying on her side, and she was witnessing. Nancy, after the beam of light and after the, everything kind of settled down, she was back in the room. Yeah. And the greys came into the room again through the wall. And what they did is this is where the sheet comes into play. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, she was laying there. Lori was lying there. And she was just with her eyes open, paralyzed, could not move, was watching as three gray aliens were rolling the bed sheet and another one stood by the door, essentially to her looking like he was watching or you know yeah. on guard, making sure no one showed up. And what happened was they were looking, they laid her back in the bed and they put the blanket on her, and then there was an extra sheet, and they were, essentially she thought they were confused with what to do with it. Yeah, they're just like, what, where does this one go? And they took the sheet and they brought it to the alien at the door, or the gray alien at the door, and they seemingly conversed, and then that's when they decided that they would tie it around her, and it was knotted underneath the bed. And then with that, Lori fell asleep, and then as Nancy woke up, as we told you, boom, she was tied to the bed. Yeah. So supposedly Lori watched as that whole thing occurred, and it was essentially because she brought an extra blanket they didn't know what to do with this sheet that was just laying there extra so they were so like they knew, what the like, fuck the stock like materials of a hotel room they were like this isn't on the list yeah, pretty like, much like, yeah what is this off. they were like this doesn't seem proper so yeah that, that i wanted to throw it in there because i thought that was kind of funny no it's ridiculous they're just, <laughs> I will just look aliens up the book. perplexed by blankets I don't like worry it. i'm looking the book up right now do it i'll move on to uh the final guy I'm going to talk about, which is Phil Baxter, which is also a pseudonym. Uh, he slept that night in a room, again, on the same level and just adjacent to all the other rooms that experience these things. Uh, he slept there with his wife, and he supposedly recalled nothing unusual, uh, but refused to attend the conference uh, in the following day. So, And that was just not like him at all. He was the whole reason that they went. Isn't that interesting? So yeah, he just for some reason had this aversion to it. And in the following weeks afterward, before all this stuff had come out and like they'd all gotten together and collaborated, the, corroborated their stories, you know, um, he began to have like flashbacks from that night. He said he remembers uh, he would have like flashbacks of someone entering his room, uh, high pitched noise, and a man screaming. Which again, we uh, we have uh, figured out to be Mike Evans. Yes. Yes. So, uh, he heard his friends had the experiences that night, and he, he too, underwent the um, hypnosis regression therapy. And so, from his, he found that he remembered a foggy white light with several grays uh, entering the room. And he said they were three and a half feet tall at, at the max. He said something like that, and he said they were grayish blue with uh, just dark eyes with almond, uh, almond-shaped eyes, just all black. And that their limbs were very stick and, like, spindly. That kind of thing. So, yeah. And, uh... Apparently, one of them held a black rod against his head. And then he witnessed his wife disappearing in a beam of light. Interesting. It's very strange. It really is. And then the room went dark. Again, he heard the buzzing and a man screaming. We've been through this. And then a moment later, his wife was lowered back onto her bed via a beam of light. Indirect. It's very strange, yeah. And his wife doesn't remember any of this. And neither does he, really, except for the regressive uh, yeah. therapy results. But, yeah. So she, being the one who was actually abducted, doesn't recall any of this. But, they, but literally every single person that I've talked about and their... Uh, 
you know, partners there, they all woke up with flu-like symptoms. Yes. But there is a lot of medical evidence that I can go into if you would like me to. Right Let now. me cover one fellow here. Yeah, go ahead. There is one man that does vividly remember what happened while he was abducted. And uh, I believe it is a pseudonym. I've heard him referred to as Gary, and I've heard him referred to as Steve. Now, the story goes... Very nice pseudonym. ...that he was there with a group, and he knew one of the people. I don't want to like have a guess. I don't know which one it was. But he was kind of the, I don't know what you'd call, the asshole the, uh, of the group. black sheep. The guy you know? that kind of, he's very, like, annoying and out there. And people are just like, oh, it's fucking Gary. Gary's here. He's always fucking blabbering on about something, right? Mm-hmm. Gary. So Gary is in the ship. Or, well, what we assume is the ship when he's abducted, right? Yeah, that's when his memory begins, yeah? Yes. And he is on a bed, similar to that of a Travis Walton, where he wakes up and is very disoriented and uh the gray aliens are surrounding him on the table and they have the same needle-like thing that they're going into his ear with okay mm-hmm. needle with the cage and they uh he's squirming he's yelling he's blah 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 and essentially telepathically the aliens are like dude calm down it's gonna be fine like, they don't speak to him, but he understands that they're like, you got to relax, Yeah, dude. like, chill out, dude. And he doesn't. He keeps going and going and going and going and going and going and being a Gary, being a real he's Gary. being a real Gary. And he's freaking out, right? So then, this is where it, it can become either really insane or very unbelievable. Because Gary, as far as he recalls the story of what happened to him, this is when the aliens dropped their kind attitudes and became the aggressive aliens that we've all come to know and love through entertainment. And they probed him anally. They turned him over and probed him anally. And then they took a semen extraction from him by sticking a massive metal rod through his urethra and, and essentially vacuuming out the semen from his balls. Oh, I'd be like, dude, I could jerk off for you, please. And he he noticed immense better. pain. If you if you uh, listened to the David Huggins episode we did, which is our first episode ever, I believe we referenced this where it was uh, how David Huggins kind of described like the sex with Crescent was amazing, but then as he was climaxing, it was immense pain. Yeah, and the, it was the same way that Gary described it. Minus the enjoyment was just that yeah, it was there, over there in a wasn't second. A, a sexy gray alien hybrid on top of him while it was happening. It was just a needle. Yeah, it was over within uh, you know this. It, it was over before it started, but it was an extremely painful experience, and it's kind of hard. I uh, I will admit I did not finish the book, so I do not have all the necessary information available. But I do have the name of the book. It is called Coronado, The President, The Secret Service, and Alien Abductions by the very own Yvonne Smith. Very nice. And I will get into why the book is titled that after we get into some of the medical evidence because it gets weirder. If you can somehow believe that for me, it gets weirder. It does get very much weirder. But, like, yeah, let's get this medical stuff out of the way so we can get into that. Uh, so for Evans, some medical evidence uh, of this, of this occurrence that happened, all these things. Uh, we all talked about the puncture wound in his ear. Uh, but supposedly, he was apparently visited uh, in the following six months multiple times by extraterrestrials. The same, same mm. sort of situation with uh, gray aliens. And uh, he would wake up after each one of these, I believe it was five or six times that this happened, um, he would wake up with huge bruises and needle marks on the inside of his arm. And he was quoted in saying his arm looked like it was run over by a car. It was black and blue, and it was, like, raised and swollen. And he actually took photos of this. He actually took photos of um, the blood on his pillow, too, just because he, he was like, there's something off about this. i got to take a friggin' picture. But, uh, so, yeah. And uh, an MRI, he actually went in and got an MRI done. It showed that there were three foreign bodies inside of his brain isn't that fucking crazy there's That's just th- yeah three things inside of his brain and there were also six of the same size they were all all these things were pea-sized 
Uh, there were six inside of his leg as well. And no doctor he talked to, no specialist he could get in touch with could identify or explain what they were or how they got there. And Jesus. he says that he can feel the ones in his leg, like, moving around. I don't like that at all. I know, dude. In a couple of quotes that I, like, uh, read from him, he's just like, well, uh, one of them's on top of this, like, this part of my brain that's involved with vision. This one's on top of this one that's involved with hearing. And I can't get them removed without extremely serious and risky brain surgery. So this is uh, my life now. Basically, it was like his conclusion. He's like, yeah, all this shit's just showing up. That and, makes me uh, think of it's fucked. that documentary. Me and Mitch, you and me, and I think George, you watched it on Netflix. It was like Patient 17 or something. Do you oh, remember that? yeah, yeah. Is that, that what it was called? It was, 17? It was something like that, yeah. And uh, it was about a doctor that he's not a black market doctor, but what he does is people that have these implants from extraterrestrials come to him Mm -hmm. and he like takes them out. And he had at the time of this documentary, which was a couple years ago, and I'm sure it was filmed previous to that. uh, He had, he was working on his 17th patient and he had documentation, pictures and files on all of the things he's taken out and he goes on to discuss, like, you know, what he took out and blah, 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 and yeah. what they might be. And it's super interesting. If you can find it, definitely watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that doctor has passed away. He probably has. Yeah, I think probably. so. He was an older gentleman. There was actually a doctor who um, did something on, uh, here, uh, someone later on that I'll talk about. I'll, I'll bring it up then and see if it's the actual guy. All right. But uh, just moving on with that, actually, um, one more uh, thing about... Evans there, uh, yeah, he said he could feel the things moving around in his leg, and they were just on the, uh, they were along his tibia. Yeah. And I believe he got a few of those removed. I hope but, so. Uh, so, and Lori Angelone, she had no medical things uh, uh, after the initial, you know, abduction experience, uh, aside from, you know, the flu-like symptoms and all that. But uh, she had since been abducted more times. And has received uh, scratches and a triangle-shaped scar on her hand that is actually fluorescent. The triangle It, it like, glows in the dark. And it's there for it. Like, doctors have looked at it. They're like, that's fucking weird. I have a, both a joke and a real reference. Which one would you like first? Can you combine them? No, I can't because okay. they're two separate things. Right. Joke first. It's not even really a joke, but the triangle, does that ring any Kung Pao bells for anybody? Oh, my God. Oh, it totally does. Yeah, there you go. Wow. How about that one? And then realistically. If you guys haven't watched Kung Pao yet, you need to. Realistically, uh, that is kind of a common, I guess, what you'd call a trope, the triangle mark or like a burn mark, mm-hmm. a scar, something of that nature in things like this where people say or believe that they've been implanted with like an extraterrestrial device. Yeah. It's a common thing. Yeah, it was Jerry or Steve, I believe, who um, actually had uh, some puncture marks in Hold the shape on. of a triangle. Really? On the tip of his penis. Ooh. I'm pretty sure. Very unrelated right here. But um, we, uh, you wouldn't know this as the listener, but uh, since we're relates. recording, he, we know. He has a penis. We uh, we actually paused recently right there. Um, it is storming ridiculously, and uh, believe it or not, we had a drop in of the one, the only, Georgie. This was a bad idea already. It's so horrible out there. No, it is horrible out there. If you're driving, you probably won't listen to this until tomorrow. But if you're driving right now... Your phone's ringing because it's on my <laughs> body. Jesus Christ. People are calling to make sure he's okay and shit. It's, God. Who, it's, it's, it's my mother. My, <laughs> hey, Mom, you're ruining the show again! We love you. I'm going to take this. I'm so sorry. No, you're uh, fine. Come back when you want. All right, so anyways, uh, yeah. back to the... So he, had, yeah, he had puncture wounds, yeah, on, puncture his wounds on the penis. But that was uh, 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 Gary or whatever his name puncture was. Puncture penis. Puncture penis, man, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so moving on to the other people that we have talked about uh, more extensively. Phil Baxter, uh, in the following weeks that uh, to like come from that, he became very ill, and he had a very infected prostate and a lot of ear infections. He apparently had to be rushed to the hospital on more than one occasion. Damn. Uh, That's yeah, not good, man. I know. And they had apparently a crazy rash all over that um, 
originated from his groin. Interesting. Gross. Gross. Yeah, so the last person to talk about uh, when it comes to the medical stuff is Nancy Stoller. Um, she woke up again with the flu-like symptoms. Nancy Wheeler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Stranger things. But, uh, yeah, so after noticing a scoop mark. Scoop. That was, uh, that was, uh, it was kind of like a scoop, like, uh, like, a, like, a, like an ice cream scoop. Like Gucci's tattoos? Ooh, yeah. Like salt and pepper. Mm. Salt and pepper's here. Woo! So, 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 salt and salt and salt and pepper's here. Scoop to whoop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there was a whoop to scoop in her leg. And, uh, yeah, apparently she had a x-ray done because she was like, that fucking wasn't there. I don't remember getting that. It was immediately a scar. So she was like, that's fucking weird. And uh, then she, yeah, so she got an x-ray done. And there was apparently a small radio opaque ball that was inside of her uh, tissue. It was lodged in there. And it was identical to the ones that were found in Mr. Evans. What kind of material were they made out of? Extraterrestrial materials. But yeah, uh, so she had it removed, and it was identical, like I said, to the other objects. And tests found that the object uh, was made up of 11 different elements, and the ratio of those elements is usually pretty unique to meteorites. Meteor. So these people just have meteorites inside of them. So essentially, they're dinosaurs. They are dinosaurs. I think they might be dinosaurs. Yes. It, that's very interesting. These weird implants. So all these yeah, some, weird medical things going on. Yeah, it's it's a lot of weird shit. Now, if you want to talk about weird, I want to throw in one more thing. Yeah. Back to the book that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, the title of it. What was it? The President, the, the, the Secret Service, and... The reason it was called something that else is because, believe it or not... Bill Clinton, the president at the time, was in town. He was there. Speaking. At the Hotel Del the Coronado. Hotel. Not for the alien thing, for a, some a separate matter, I suppose. But, a whole uh, separate entity. But he was there. He was there. So what this brings to the table is a discussion that I would like to open up here between us, okay? When Georgia gets back, whenever. Yeah, he doesn't care anyway. The, yeah. the, the discussion is this. Now... I, actually, I have two things I want to bring up. Uh, this point is raised that it is awfully fishy that the president was present as this occurred because this is arguably the most m- documented mass abduction ever. Multiple yeah. reports, the same area, same time, same date, all happening at once yeah. while the president is there. And this is big news for multiple reasons, okay? So, what I want to throw out there now is I would like to revisit something I discussed in the Phil Schneider episode about the treaty that we have with the aliens. All right? It was Eisenhower that made that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dwight, Dwighty boy. Anyways, Dwight Eisenhower had created a treaty with the aliens where they were allowed to take uh, any human subjects that they pleased in any amount. Okay, bam, bam, boom, there you have it. The information's on the table. It's yours to do with as you please. Now, some people would argue that this is a show of strength from the aliens, whereas the president's there in sort of a fuck-you message to say, the Secret Service cannot protect you. We can abduct as many people as we want right under your very nose. Yeah, and to make matters worse, like, it was pretty much... This is probably one of the most um, provable cases, or the mo- the cases with, like, one of the... Uh, it has, like, the most irrefutable evidence. It has things that carry on to it, medical things that people can still not explain. It all happened to the same people who did not collab- corroborate their stories at the same time. It was later, after their like psycho psychoanalysis and hypnosis, that they all got together and realized that these all these things kind of linked up. So this is pretty much the ideal invasion, not invasion, abduction story for people who are interested in this because it's damn near irrefutable. Yeah, it is, and I'm I'm gonna play the devil's advocate here just because I have to. It's kind of my thing. Why not? Um, I I don't know. 
I while I do believe that it it occurred, I I truly do as an individual. I'd also like to raise the point of the probability that it is an elaborate hoax, potentially, because we I don't know. Look at things like crop circles. Okay, they're huge. Uh, people know them worldwide. They've all been proven to be hoaxes. There's no crop circle to date that has been not proven. It can be done. Usually by individuals. One or two people can do it. Yeah. So this raises the question of, back to how this started, where the people are all here. They're a group of, you know, eccentric UFO-ites, UFOites. I don't know. Ufologists. They're fans of this community. They're fans of these tales. There's no doubt in my mind that they are familiar with, you know, Benny and Barney Hill. They're familiar with uh, Travis Walton. They're familiar with all of this. And they planned something like this because, I don't know, the devil's advocate. Just, just, no, yeah. just stay I'm, with me. I have a lot of things to say. I'm waiting for you to finish. There, the one thing that I find interesting about this is there's no visual sighting or representation of a ship of any sort. It's just seeing the actual entities, the greys. And while, yes, it is hard to refute a lot of the medical evidence, I, I won't even try to refute that because that's difficult. Also, the fact that, you know, there are different individuals that just happen to be at this one location. And these are in the days before, you know, major Internet access where something like this could be easily orchestrated. Mm-hmm. So th- with all of that going into account, it it could also very well be the stories of somebody that is, you know, they're all part of the same group and they're trying to get their moment of fame, I guess you would say. Yeah. Some of them use pseudonyms, so that kind of defeats that point. But uh, perhaps that's the case. And then even to go further and talk about this regression therapy, the one, the the stickiest situation in this whole story to me is Yvonne. I don't like her. I do not trust her. And the reason that is is because she has profited off this story for years since it happened. She's the one that's written all the books. She's done all the interviews. She's orchestrated everything. She's actually gone back to that very hotel and done seminars and speeches and everything about the individuals involved. And... As many of you might know or might not know for that matter, regression therapy is a super touchy subject, and the smallest leading question can negate an entire process, an entire, you know, career's worth by just saying, did this happen, or, oh, was it this? Something could have happened where potentially she implanted these memories or, you know, kind of swayed them in a direction that she wanted them to go to coerce the story a little bit further only adding on to maybe it could have been a hoax i just wanted to throw that out there maybe that's all too insane but it's just a thought oh sorry to interject jake but i did have one thing um so isn't it publicly known that bill clinton was you know fascinated with the alien subject or ufo topic yes very much so. So that says one thing. Yeah, perhaps Bill Clinton. Maybe it was a government-created conspiracy maybe. where Bill Clinton wanted to get his time and say, you know, I, you know, I was there when this happened. No, I am still uh, fully 100% behind the um, aliens using this as like sort of a power move. Because if, uh, I don't know. So the president would be the only one to know that it would be real. Because it it does make it very like unbelievable to the public because oh this did happen at like an aliens and like abductees like conference so like oh doesn't that just make so much sense no no it's just a fucking story but to do it with that many people and to have it so irrefutable to the one person who they want to scare and who knows about the agreement you know. Yeah, that's also a very I mean, valid point. And, and again, like I know you said you're not even going to try to refute the medical stuff, but I, I, uh, I'm I, very perplexed as to how these meteorites were all the exact same size and made up of the same elements appeared in these people's bodies. Some yeah. in the brain. No, it is very important strange. parts of the brain that are in charge of like cognition, seeing, like, feeling moving all these things yeah no definitely with that yeah think of the you know the detail and i don't know the 
the people who would have to work on you know the elements get the right mixture and make it to the right exact size is each one you know it couldn't be done and place it inside their bodies you know i don't know i i fully think that this was real yeah no, as far this as definitely the, happened and it, i don't i don't know i don't think yvonne is uh you can't, I don't you like can't really discredit someone for making money off of something fantastic that happens to, like that they're involved in you know because she did get mainly get all of the information it is a crazy huge story and like what are you going to not write a book about this you're not going to tell people you're just going to put it on like 4chan or some shit it like, is true i just i don't like people you can't fault like people and say that they're like should be discredited because they're making money off of it i mean patterson gimlin I st- I'm pretty sure that that's real, but they also had to make a lot of money off of it they in did. order to... I know they didn't, but they tried to, and mm-hmm. a lot of people saw that as like, oh, they're just trying to make money, but in reality, Patterson just had a bunch of like debts that he needed to repay, but he just wanted it out in the ether. Yeah. He's like, this is real, but I also need to make money. I don't know. I don't think that's like a discrediting part of it. I would agree Yvonne. that it is real. I just, I'm very... I don't like those types of people, per se, Especially Dude, if, if when they're not it, the ones involved. It's the same with, okay, like, the Warrens, but like, you know? It's like, it didn't happen to them, uh, and then they tell the story as their own, and then they profit and become famous off of the stories of another individual. I wouldn't say that there she's very much, like, on the level of the Warrens, though, because she was instrumental in actually getting the details of no, the definitely. story out. You know? I was just saying, like, what I, that's kind of, in my head, the yeah. comparison she's, of, like... She's, like, she's in a, a weird area between someone directly involved and the Warrens. She's, like, in the middle there. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily, like, a, a bad thing she's doing. I'm always very skeptical of those people, but that's just, that's just me. That's just an individual thought. And again, that's I I do I would believe this one more so than other ones talked about, just because there is there's a lot to try and discredit yeah. so much so that you almost can't do it. You know, it's it's very strange. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about this also goes back to the treaty. Um, people. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this or know this, but actually, uh, years previous to this and after this, uh, the reports of abductions have gone down significantly since this event occurred. And uh, incredible abduction stories have pretty much all but ended since the Coronado abduction. Since the mid-'90s, there hasn't been a what you would call credible abduction story. I wonder if that might have to do with the fact that this had such, like, irrefutable things going on. I mean, there were multiple people involved, and just because, like, stories of abduction that came out after it didn't have that, like, airtight detail to Mm. it, like, oh, there's different people who work together who can all corroborate on this story. Like, they probably just get, like, shoved to the back. That's, like, the new standard, maybe for abduction stories to be taken seriously. Well, what what a lot of uh, UFO researchers and people in the field believe and teach is that this is what you would call the grand finale of the Greys. This was all the information that they needed to gather through the treaty, essentially they believe was done prior to this, there was no need for, you know, abduction. There was no need for further testing or things like that. And this was their final show of strength in a firework, guns ablazing type situation of we can do this to anyone we want at any time we want, wherever we want, and how many people we want without anyone ever knowing anything or being able to stop it. So to them, especially even with, like, the implants and things of that nature, they think that... At this point, the treaty was done. The The Greys did not need any more from the human race, and this was their final goodbye in a major, major way. Major power move right by the president. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's that's why they think the numbers have gone down. Because when you really look at it, I mean, that was 40 years after, or 38 years after the treaty came into place. If they really are an advanced, you know, being or hyper intelligent, they gathered all they needed to gather in that amount of time. Like they're done. There's nothing more that they're gonna need from us. So that was just kind of their show of strength to say, boom, fuck it, we did it. We're done. So this is like generally 
the belief of a lot of uh, people who like ufologists. Kind of, and, yeah. Like, people who study that field. I was that. I was reading a lot about that uh, today, actually, where people say they kind of look back at the. It's funny because when you look at UFO abductions, this story does not get talked about very much. Yeah, yeah. I, it was really hard to find information on this, and I think it's only because. It's kind of the end of that era, of the abduction story era, you know? Mm. That was prominent in the 60s, 70s, and even early 80s of like, oh my god, you know, I was visited in the night and blah, 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 blah. And this was kind of like, there was a lull of it didn't happen a lot, then boom, this happened, and then it it died off. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, so this is just kind of their way of saying to the humans, uh... You know, I don't know. This is a fucking mic drop. Like, keep on your toes and yeah, don't forget about us. You know, power we can move. do this. It was actually, yeah, power move that was very strategic to keep them hidden in the public eye, but uh, very, very in the forefront of the powers that be. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's the it. Coronado group. Yeah. Matt, I want you don't you don't know you arrived late, then the you left. This, oh, I uh, yeah, have no idea what you people are talking about. <laughs> what do you think? As, yeah, as a skeptic, we'd like to hear your point of view. Well, he doesn't have one on this per se because yeah, he didn't. There's hear a lot it. of the story. I don't know, but Matt, okay, what you guys are talking. Can about. I ask no, you okay. a Sorry, separate man. question of something I know you're semi familiar with that I actually never got your opinion on air about? Uh, can we talk about Phil Schneider? That is my guy, and it, it relates to this in a sense because, you know, he talks about these things and these extraterrestrial elements and what they're capable of. And, you know, it, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, you have either listened to it or you should go back and listen to Phil Schneider, you know, more about aliens and things like that. And uh, I want to know where you're coming at with that guy. What, what are your thoughts? It's kind of off topic, yeah, but I'd like Phil to know. Phil Schneider. It's, it, it's got to be like a 50-50 split. Uh, people either think he's batshit crazy. I'm talking about you. I know. I'm just talking to talk. He's either batshit <laughs> crazy or he's telling the truth. And I believe hearing that guy talk, he sounds so passionate and genuine about what he talks about. I don't think he's bullshitting. I think he's telling the truth. Unless maybe they just pumped that dude full of juices and made him fucking crazy. I don't know what. Pound it. Pound it. Yeah. Pound it. I mean, he is very uh, you know, passionate about what he talks about. And I don't, then the what gets me is uh, how he died. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was like. This is a little strange, but. He got the Epstein before the Epstein. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he was wanking it, and that's what he liked. Or maybe he was murdered. But then again. He already told everything, everyone everything, so I, I don't know what the point of murdering No, was. there was more, dude. There was well, more. Well, I'm sure there's always more, but... But, yeah. I, yeah, I know. I believe him. All right. All right. It's crazy, but I believe him. <laughs> I think a lot of his pages of his, like, notebook was, was missing afterward, too, after oh, they yeah. found his body. They're all gone. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I'm glad. I just I'm, wanted to get your little thoughts on that one, Yeah, you know? that's, a sh- that's a short one for you guys. Yeah, how long is this one? Is, what is eh, it? No, we're approaching an hour. Dude, oh, that's pretty good. Think right, of it yeah. like this. Last week would have been the shortest episode had you guys not given me the green light to talk about The Walking Dead. It would have been, yeah. The, the extra 50 minutes tacked on there was, was good. But, I, uh, dude, I really wish we would have been around for like the heyday of alien abductions. See, it I could don't. Just, it could just be a part of the news I think it of would, our daily lives. It would have made us uh, jaded. We would have fallen into the category of... It it happens and it's on the news and we're so pumped in our head that it's like not real or it's a hoax that we'd begin to believe it. We're in yeah. a good time where we have the in, we have both sides of the information and yeah. the history of it that we can kind of look at the people that were abducted because let's face it, no one in power or that has any say is admitting that it's real. The belief comes from actually reading and listening to the people that experienced it and judging their character based on how they talk and what they say and the truth behind it and just how they handle themselves going forward. The Navy did just, what, didn't they just announce that that footage? Yeah, they released that footage and they're like, yeah, this is definitely a UFO. No, the the Navy's been getting in trouble too because they're like, I was reading a thing, this was in like June, that like they brought it to the Supreme Court, and they were like, you have to start letting us like identify yeah, UFOs. Because people are seeing them so often that it's like, there's no way that we can just keep this to ourselves. Like, they were complaining to their officers, like, we're seeing this too often to be, like, 
to not have an explanation for this. Yeah, it's like they were they were reporting it, you know, like per government, they were reporting it back to the government, and then the government would brush it off and be like, oh, you're crazy, and the Navy got tired of it, and they were like, we have, like, good people out here that are reporting this, and you're discrediting all of them. Like, you have to stop, or else we'll stop reporting it, because we're, like, tired of it. Yeah. They Yeah, they've been reporting it. the government wants reports. They just don't want people to know about the reports. Yeah, so the Navy, David, we love you. The Navy's out there doing the aliens' work, dude. They're getting the news out there. He's our man on the inside. He, yeah. Yeah. JK. JK, don't worry. They're not, he's not going to tell anyone. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. (laughs) Would you trust him with it? I wouldn't trust him. I actually know someone else in the Navy, and I asked him, and he said, even if there were, they wouldn't even tell. Those soldiers. Those, oh, yeah. It's high-ranking pe- yeah, people. Yeah, high-ranking people. They wouldn't even tell David or my other buddy. The grunts. The yeah. They're just people like us. <laughs> Speaking of David, uh, damn people. another thing super off-topic, David just really projected my fantasy team into the next level of survival. What did he do? What did did he, he drop someone and you picked him he up? He dropped Elshon Jeffrey. He's the one who dropped him? And just, he was there, and I just took him for oh free. George, you're even murdering dr- me this week so far. I didn't even drop anyone. I only anyone. had one player play. I know, and the We're defense. In my defense got negative one. Yeah, but he... Popped off, man. Yeah, I'm pissed. I am pissed. Points. 28. No, it's 28. 28. 28 points. I, uh, yeah, I, I, this isn't about fantasy football, but I'm so into it that we're going to have to talk about it on one episode specifically because I'm just yeah, we'll, very yeah, into it. We'll talk about it at some point. Uh, Jake is currently losing the league. I am. I'm going to. I'm probably going to have to shave my head. He's risking getting his head shaved. That's, that's the punishment. Hey, yeah. but I do have the largest deficit. It's early in the in in the season. Yeah, but I'm Nothing got is by for sure. Fifty-one points or some shit. Who cares? Yeah. I care. I um, care that I haven't won a goddamn game yet, and I'm gonna get my head shaved. It's not good. I'm, it's not good. I'm playing. I'm gonna lose this week, and I'm gonna lose next week, and I'll probably lose the week after that. So really we got a lot going I on win this week. Uh, Mitch isn't in it because he like hates anything we do. That's fun. Mitch doesn't like fun stuff. He just hates it. He refuses to try. Hate it. Hate it. Um, yeah, there, there it is. Yeah, that's David, pretty much it. Thanks that for a... Elshon Jeffrey, yeah. and keep hunting UFOs out there. We yeah, love we'll, you. we'll see you on Tuesday, David. Hell yeah. We love you. Uh, this comes is... on Tuesday? Dude, it's October, yeah. Dude. Hey. I have a secret. What else is in October other than the greatest holiday? I already know. I've I've been discussing this with an individual for a couple days. October 8th. It's Georgie's birthday. Happy birthday. So nothing's going on in October, I guess. <laughs> Nothing at all. I already know what you're getting. I actually talked about this with to whom it concerned. I said, all I want for my birthday is nothing and leave me alone. Those are the only two things I wanted. You're not getting that from <laughs> me, so don't worry. You're getting a KFC famous bowl. Uh, you know what? <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, next weekend I'm taking David to Arnie's. We will find you, Just Georgia. so we're aware. Wait, wait, a little uh, no fact about uh, David and Arnie's. You know David actually knows Arnie? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know He's that? talked about yeah. that before. He said something one day we were there. He's like, I wonder if Arnie's here. I was like, David, you're full of shit. And he was like, I swear to God. And then he like explained it to me. And I was like, I still don't know if I believe you, but you're making points. He made it so. a big deal that he knew Arnie. Who gives a shit? It's not like Arnie knows you. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Everyone got it at the same We just time. got an emergency <laughs> alert on all our phones. <laughs> Apparently, we're all going to get flooded. The world will oh, be decimated at 145. <laughs> the aliens. Uh, what a good night. All right, I'm done. All right. uh, this is great. Yeah. I'm done. Watch The Walking Dead. We love you. And done. Uh, it was Jake. Yeah, uh, we are, we are oh, starting yeah. a cult. Follow us on all the stuff. Patreon, we got something cool coming. Uh, Seinfeld Part 2. Ready? <clears throat> Um, I wait. <laughs> I need I need one more line from Seinfeld. I'm trying to think of a good one. Uh, uh, just say Jerry. Hello, Newman. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 